Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports Dance. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part. And with me, as always... He's wearing his color rush jerseys for tonight's Jaguars Titans game. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening, baby? Dude, I look so good in this. I'm I just popping all over the place. You choose you chose chartreuse, which yeah, was interesting. It was. I thought it I thought it was a good choice. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but the NFL, on the other hand, they were like, eh, should we, should we not? They decided to go with it. I think it was a good call. I love it. I think it was fantastic. I love it. Call. The, the the annual Thursday Jaguars Titans game is by far the most compelling game the NFL has to offer because it really Obviously. it really is a test of if we stick two of the least interesting franchises that we have on a game on Thursday night and put one of them in a shit brown or like urine yellow uniform gold it's called gold James I don't know if you know how this. many of you dumb dummies like those you dummies are gonna actually watch this this game hey I don't know what to tell you but thank God the World Series is not on tonight because that is going up against a juggernaut Thursday night football matchup yeah like is there literally anything else on there's some basketball and like that's it and uh, I'll be watching like Grey's Anatomy or something I'm sure just because I have a wife. Yeah, exactly. It's also, you like Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> Dude, why they have to kill Patrick Dempsey? Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoilers for <laughs> season 18. Um, Everybody's died on that show at least once. Is that a show that people come back on? Is this like a zombie show? No. Okay. But it's like literally like, hey, that got me more this person has been in, like, in a plane crash, a bomb explosion, uh, shot like four times, still alive somehow. Though. Yeah. Yeah, one person's just like, ah, we don't like them. They're going to blow up in an ambulance. Cool. Jeez, I got to start watching the show. I didn't know it was violent. It was. Um, it gets pretty violent at times. All right, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, and when I said a lot to talk about in the past, I always was kidding. And today... Yeah, our summer months were weak when we said that. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about today. A lot of All sports happening. All four major sports are going, Greg. And hockey, sorry. I don't think we'll have time for you. Yeah, we're probably not going to mention it at all. No. Um, there you so, go. That was our mention. Yeah, we have to, we're going to talk about football. Uh, we're going to preview the week upcoming, kind of recap the week behind us. We're going to talk about the World Series. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit. I know that we did a big basketball pod, but we're going to we at least touch on the opening games because there's some interesting stuff going on in the there's league right now. There's some really odd stuff going on. <laughs> but um, before we get into any of that, Greg, before we get into uh, all of our predictions, all of our bets, how you doing, man? What's, what's new with you? I'm doing pretty good. You know, same old, same old, just uh, still on the job search. Got to talk to that one place I talked to last week at some point. On the grind. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of me, I, I told you, my wife got a switching jobs, getting a brand new job. Somebody headhunted her. Love it. Would like to know what that feels like maybe once in my life. I, I know. probably Who's, won't. Who out there is trying to headhunt me? Yeah. Give me? Give me a call. If you're head, hey, uh, we actually did have somebody contact us asking us if we were hiring. Gotcha. Don't know how to tell that person we don't even pay ourselves. Yeah, I know. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was we, like, that's cool. I, I could use a good craft service yeah. guy, but uh, you know, it's kind of on you, bud. Yeah, but uh, besides that, not too much. Just hanging out, enjoying the sports week, uh, enjoying 
trying to take in as much basketball, baseball, football, all of that as I can because it's a good time right now. It's fun, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. What about you, though? I'm just in full basketball mode. You know, I think that uh, this is this is cute for a while where I put a lot of stock and effort into the NFL. Uh, it's been so bad uh, this year that uh, I'm in just in full basketball mode. I'm emotionally invested yeah, in basketball. It was a now. really bad football year. So, I'm also surprised you didn't like open with a uh, watch The Walking Dead. Uh, it was really good. I don't watch The Walking Dead. Oh, you don't really. Walking Dead. Is you one watch of like the all these shows. popular shows, and that's like the one you don't watch for some reason. Yeah, the Walking, I don't watch it either. Walking Dead is just not something I can get into very much. Spoiler alert! I know who died. Yeah, I don't really know who died. I saw the guy that the guy that um, uh, I forget. His, I think it's James Jeffrey Dean Morgan or something like that. The guy who plays um, the, the comedian in The Watchmen. Uh, yeah, the bad guy, the main bad guy in The Walking Dead. He's really good. He's a good. His actor. name is Negan, I believe. Negan, whatever. <laughs> I don't watch the show. I just know uh, they took out an obituary for one of the guys that got killed this week. Like, somebody actually took out an obituary in a paper. Yeah. That's, like, the weird fandom that that show has. It feels like I would like that show, um, but I don't know. Just can't get into it. Zombies, uh, it's never been a thing. Yeah. Um, Okay, man. Let's just, like, go ahead and hop right into it then. By the way, I'm getting live text messages of who should I pick up? My wife's texting me saying, who should I pick up after I drop Foster, who we know this week retired? The fact that she had Foster anyway just means that she's in trouble. So it was like her last her round pick, like gamble. And then of course he goes. I had to tell her that he retired. She was like, "You're kidding, right?" I was like, "Nope." Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, uh, this is a guys a great interruption to talk about your wife's fantasy team, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it's live texting while we podcast. The, the the podcast isn't live, but that just means that you're texting while we podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't text at all. It that's was not to good. Me. Well, then turn your phone off. I'm you not texting. You no, know you've had your phone go off, sir. Let's get into. Let's it. not fight. Let's just um, get into this. All right, last week, um, we had a couple of compelling games. We had a couple of things that we want to recap. Uh, so, Greg, this week, we're going to bring back an old favorite, old favorite on the pod. Uh, and we're doing uh, jury, memories. We're doing juries in, juries out. Uh, haven't done that in, like, a while. Juries in, juries out. Uh, as, in case any of you guys forgot, it's been a long time. Uh, basically, we make these big, bold uh, preseason predictions, in-season predictions, uh, and we're going to decide whether or not the jury is in, uh, whether these things are kind of set in stone, or if the jury is out. Yeah. Um, I, got some, I got some decent ones this week, I think. All right, why don't you start then, Greg? Go ahead with jury's in. All right, jury's in this week. Jury is in. Ties suck. Ties suck. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you clearly did not stay up like I did for Sunday Night Football to watch the Cardinals-Seahawks game. That was rough. That ended in not only this like a terrible tie, but a 6-6 tie. And you're probably thinking, well, did anybody have a chance to win this game? They did. Yeah. Both teams got down to the goal line, and both kickers shanked their kicks. Yeah. It was terrible, terrible to watch. And this is why I always feel the NFL should switch to the college football tie-breaking rules. You just keep going back and forth until somebody doesn't score or match what you did. Make it simple. Make it easy. No ties ever get in the NFL. People have been saying this for years, and I don't know why the NFL refuses to do it. I'm set with ties, man. Yeah. Dude, it sucks. I don't uh, think that, half the guys knew what the rules are. It was just a brutal game. Um, I mean, I know that everyone was is kind of there's there's like a backlash now to how the backlash of the game. You know how like in modern yeah. day society there's backlash to the backlash. So everyone is freaking out about this game, saying it's the most brutal game ever. And then you've got like the people, the football guys coming out of the woodworks being like, well, actually, it was a fantastic defensive defense, struggle. Defense, defense, defense. Like, shut up. 
Shut, yeah. shut, shut up. Nobody shut wants your to hear face. You. Like Seahawks, Cardinals, I want them slinging the ball around. Yeah, I don't even care. I don't care if it's a 6-6 six, six game. Does somebody come out winning? Yeah, exactly. Like, like somebody does, you know, at make the end. A play. Make, make a play. Make both field goal kickers just keep constantly taking 50-yard shots until one of them makes it. It's just, it, it, I just hate that argument where people are like, oh, well, actually, it's a defensive struggle. So if you really like football, you would like this game. No. No, 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 you wouldn't. I did until the fact that they fucking died. Yeah, it's a, it's a uh, whatever. Um, yeah, so I was not a big fan of that game. And Jerry's in. You're right. That's a good one. Jerry's in on ties. Not a fan. Um, my Jerry's in. Um, Matthew Stafford is uh, has officially turned a corner. And I'm going to go ahead and put him in elite quarterback. Whoa. Yes, Matthew Stafford. Okay. Um, Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator for the Lions. With I got to love Jim football. Bob. Uh, he took over uh, the play calling and the game planning for the Lions last year in week eight. And so now we have a full 16-game sample size with Matt Stafford under Jim Bob Cooter. Uh, and uh, ever since he took over, we have a 68.6 percentage uh, completion percentage, uh, over 4,000 yards uh, with a, about a little over 7.5 yards per attempt, 35 touchdowns against 18 interceptions, uh, and they're 10-6. and six. Uh, the Lions actually are also sneaky, making noise this week. Yeah, um, and a lot, don't forget half those games, no Megatron. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, what's going on is like the Lions in pa- in the past years, Stafford just has this big arm, and the guy can just huck it downfield. Um, and since he had Calvin Johnson, uh, he would just kind of throw it up for grabs, and a lot of times would just kind of be based on explosive plays and trying to get the big play downfield. Now Stafford is kind of. Uh, doing the more dink and dunk offense that has made Tom Brady's end of career so successful. Yeah. Uh, he's the Brady approach. Yeah. He's towards the bottom of the league in terms of average yards in the air per attempt. Um, but that's by, that's on purpose. So he can continue. It's like kind of like they're a running game uh, in a way. So the lions right now are four and three. Um, I don't know if they're going to necessarily catch up with the Vikings uh, in their division. They have the Vikings and Pack- Packers ahead of them. I mean, they the could division. have. The Vikings start looking like they did this past weekend. Well, this is what I'm saying. Like, all of a sudden, you're looking at the NFC North. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. Uh, Green Bay is 4-2. and two, And Detroit is 4-3. and three. You know, all of a sudden, if Detroit drops to... Uh, if Detroit wins this week and the Packers win this, uh, lose this week, which is very much in play for both yeah. these situations. The North is an interesting division. All of a sudden, yeah, I think that you should. Yeah, I think you got to keep an uh, keep an eye on a Matt Stafford um, as a potential MVP candidate if they actually making the playoffs this year because of how well he's been playing. Yeah, no, he's been playing fantastically. So Jerry's in Matt Stafford, elite quarterback. Wow. Yeah. That did not did not think that was coming. I know. I know. That was shocking. All right, jury's out, Greg. Who uh, jury's out on who? Uh, jury's out on the Jets QB issues. Oof. So, as yeah. we all know, Jets terrible this year. Jerry's in on that one. It's no. Not, it's not good. Jerry's no, in. But the issues is. that they're just having in general. Yeah. So, you thought maybe it would get solved. Geno Smith maybe comes in, gets redemption, looks decent. Plays a half game, tears his ACL. Ugh. So, then Fitzpatrick has to come back in. They win the game. And then, of course, he goes on saying, you know, I have to believe in myself because my coaches don't. The owners don't. Nobody else believes in me except myself. Yeah. So that's like starting the issue number one. Shut your mouth. Amateur sports don't podcasters talk. don't believe in you either, you, Matt. Uh, yeah. My, you <laughs> sucked this whole season. Yeah. So shut your mouth. But I'm interested to see what happens if his issues continue. Do they go to uh, Hackenberg, Bryce Petty? Like, those aren't guys that I'm like, ooh, yeah, saviors. Yeah. So jury's out. I think if it's Patrick can turn around maybe. 
show up against the Browns, you know, at least make himself look good for a week. It settles things down, but it could be something that goes on for a few weeks like it did this summer with his contract. Yeah, it's just an ugly, ugly situation. Um, the Jets right now should be trying to lose as many games as possible because they're in the dry, uh, they're in the passenger seat for the top pick. You know, obviously, well, the, the, it could help if they lose to the Browns this weekend. Yeah, the Browns are <laughs> going to get it probably, but the uh, the Jets, you know, should be trying really hard to get in, get in that top uh, that top pick range. Um, and the Browns, I mean, we, I mean, I don't want to jinx it or anything like that, but if they don't win against the Jets this week. Uh, there's a real possibility we're looking at another 0-16 team. Yeah, uh, it's just sad. They're not good. I feel very, very bad for them. I know. I know. Um, my jury's out is another quarterback, actually, and Ooh. it's uh, Sam Bradford. Now, I told you, Greg, I sat here and told you that Sam Bradford hadn't played any good defenses recently, um, that uh, Minnesota Vikings were basically scoring on defense every yeah. single game. Uh, you picked the Vikings because you didn't want I to... I wanted to reverse jinx my team. And guess what? It worked. That's what you're saying in retrospect. Um, I just don't think... I think that Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford. And people are freaking out and calling the Vikings real contenders. And with that defense, they're legitimately like... They're going to make some noise. Yeah. But they're not real contenders because he's Sam Bradford. Sam Noodle Arm. It's just like, what... what more do we need to show from Sam Bradford to, to prove to people that he's Sam Bradford? It's kind of like when Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Jets last year. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to the Jets last year and had a good season. All of a sudden was like, oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, good quarterback for the he, Jets. He should get like 17, 18. And that mil. was his career year. Yeah. And he sucks. He sucks. But he's got we a Harvard he mind. We, he should be so much better. It's like, how do we get these quarterbacks? Like, I want to... I wanna, I want to know, like, I want to get the agent for these quarterbacks because they're clearly the wizards at their game. Clearly. Bradford sucks. We know that Bradford's Bradford sucks. Bradford's agent especially. Bradford sucked in St. Louis. He sucked in Philadelphia. And now all of a sudden he plays one good defense and he sucks here. I, I understand that his offensive line looked pretty bad then too, but he stinks. Dude, how about how many turnovers were in that game? Yeah, that was a pretty ugly game. It was I like, be honest with they, you. they put up the stat that, like, both these teams combined for three turnovers the entire season. And they had six in yeah. like the first half of the game. That was a really, really ugly game. Yeah. Um, cool. I liked it, though. Kudos on the Eagles for pulling that one out. Their uh, defense. Oh, my God. That was a good Special they, teams defense for fantasy. If you had them, you probably won. Both the Vikings and the Eagles had really good uh, defensive showings. Uh, a couple good interceptions there on the Vikings squad as well. Yeah. Um, okay, that was my Jerry's out. Uh, Jerry's out on Matt Stafford. and uh, Jerry's in on Stafford. Jerry's in on Stafford, out, out on Bradford. Bradford. Yeah, you went you QBs this week. They both had Ford in their last name, so you went actual people. I went just like yeah issues. And this is a this is a this is a public service announcement to all the leagues in there. Um, the next next year when Stan, when Sam Bradford uh, is a free agent, um, I'm I'm looking at you, Cleveland. I'm no, looking he has at one you. more year. I don't I don't think he, he does, got tra- he? Eagle signed him to a two year contract. I think with an option. Gotcha. Well. I'm looking at you, Cleveland. And Cleveland, I'm looking at you hard, hard in the eye right now. Don't do now. it, Cleveland. Do not give Sam Bradford a penny. Stick do with RG3. Don't give him any money. Stick with RG3. Don't even do that. Just do anything else, but not do not give Sam Bradford money. Terrell Pryor? Terrell Pryor's coming back. Cle- Cleveland, and Cleveland, look at me. Look at me, Cleveland. I know you want to. I know that you want to, Cleveland. Do not do it. Do not give Sam Hugh, Bradford money. Hugh, don't get sucked in, Hugh. So anyway, anything else you want to uh, point out uh, about last week's game before we get on the picks? Uh, no, not really. I mean, most of the games kind of went how we expected them. Mm-hmm. So 
I they mean, are who we thought they were. Bears still are terrible. Uh, the only thing I don't get understand is how the Bears keep getting have so many primetime scheduled games this year. Oh my god! Knowing that they're terrible, like we the NFL watch, had to know that we they have were to bad. watch them next. Yeah, next week too. on Monday night. I think. Yeah, it's. I just it's don't bad. get how they got some. They've had like four primetime games already this year. Yeah, um, I guess one that I wouldn't uh, that I'll go ahead and throw out there, <laughs> even though it's it's not. <laughs> it, you're gonna call me crazy. Uh, you're crazy. Uh, the Bucks are kind of pushing their way back into talking, talk, you know, um, contention here. Oh, yeah, the, the NFC, NFC South, South is also weird. NFC South is very weird. Um, that could be another one. The AFC and the NFC South could both be a, a, a division with a 500 team going to the playoffs. Um, Atlanta, who we all kind of decided to coronate a couple weeks ago, uh, has dropped a couple in a row. Whereas the uh, Bucks have gotten wins against the Panthers and against the 49ers, um, and they've already beaten the Falcons. So uh, Atlanta's at four and three. Tampa Bay's at three and three. Uh, and then this week they have a chance to uh, win again. Yeah, how quickly uh, Atlanta went back down to like earth. I know. Um, Jameis Winston, you know, uh, proved some people right, bud. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, this week's picks. We, uh, I, I struggled picking these games, Greg. Yeah. Do you want to do guest picks first or you want to do our picks? Yeah, let's do guest picks first. All right, so guest picks this week, guys, are coming. As you know, we always have somebody come on, whether it's a person or a podcast. So this week we got the Couch Party crew coming on. Uh, You know, three guys making some good picks, dropping some harsh language on you. Nice. Just one time they felt bad about it, but I was like, ah, fuck it. Who cares? Get explicit. Get 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 explicit. explicit. Try spelling that in that chair. (laughs) That would have been impressive. All right, so (laughs) let's cut over to their picks. Hey, this is HAB from Couch Party Podcast. Uh, I'm being joined right now by with TRB, the ranty bastard from the Retail Rant, as well as our co-host here, Mr. The American Dream, Matt Mail, here at Couch Party. The three of us are going to pick three games. Here is our three picks for Week Eight of the NFL season. Uh, the three games we've decided to go with are Chargers, Broncos, Packers, Falcons, and Eagles, Cowboys. The Chargers-Broncos game, I am going to go with Denver. They're at home. Tough to beat there. Uh, the Chargers are coming alive, but uh, that's a hard place to play, and that defense is pretty pretty tough. So I'm, I'm going with the Broncos. Uh, what say you, TRB? Uh, I'm going to have to go Broncos, too, and I hate to say it because there's a chance that Rivers goes off, but mm-hmm. I think the defense is a little too stout. Yeah, they're tough. What about you, Matt? Oh, definitely Broncos. It, there's that defense is just too stingy. They, yeah, this is one of those games where you're like, eh, I don't know, but yeah, I, I I have to you have to stick with the home team on this. I think just experience wise, they're a more talented team. Even on offense, I think they've got a little bit more than maybe the Chargers do. I think the only advantage that the Chargers has in the, have in this game would be their quarterback, and everything else would be pretty much Broncos. Um, the second game, the Packers and Falcons. I hate to do this. I really do. It's at Atlanta. Uh, I, I got to take the Packers over the Falcons. I know they've been playing like crap. It's just hard for me to, you know, bet against the Packers. I, I, they're just Aaron Rodgers is hard guy to bet against, and I hate him. I, I'm not a fan. He's driven me crazy for 10 years now, but, you know. I can respect the fact that he's one of the better guys. I know he's having a down year, but I, I just have to take the Packers. All right. I'm, I'm going to take the Falcons here. Uh, Julio Jones probably has another big game. 
Uh, but most importantly, I'm really hoping that in the postgame, Aaron Rodgers realizes that having such a super fine woman at home in Olivia Munn is actually what's inhibiting his gameplay. He calls her from the locker room, breaks it off, and she immediately becomes, I don't know. Mrs. HAB? Fair enough. I can't really say Mrs. TRB because there is a Mrs. TRB, and she has a tendency to listen to the show. Um, maybe, better yet, she could become my nanny. I'll be okay with that. But, uh, yeah, I think the Falcons at home, Julio Jones, and Aaron Rodgers, quite frankly, is thinking with the wrong head. That's why he's playing like shit. Could be. Could be. Matt? I would have to go with the Falcons just because uh, the Packers, even though they looked good against the Bears, but you have to realize that it's the Bears. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Falcons, the Falcons are – they just have too many weapons on the outside and inside, and they're, they're scheming as well. But the Packers just – they don't have a running game now. Eddie Lacy's gone. They – you know, uh, Miley Davis is supposedly taking over for the running, but I just don't see it happening well for him, especially on the road in Atlanta where it's loud. I just – I see the Falcons winning. Man, Julio Jones is on fire too. Yes, uh, I'm gonna regret picking the Packers. I just I can't I can't do it. The Falcons are the, is that team like I hate Matt I, I hate Matt Ryan. Like he's the most this season has been an aberration because every other year he's like just he suckers you in. He Eli Manning he Eli Manning's you into thinking he's gonna be great. He'll have like a great week mm-hmm. and then followed up by like three terrible weeks. I just as far as fantasy goes, he just drives me crazy. Um, this year has been a little different, but. I don't know. I just can't do it. I can't do it. Yeah, he's he's um, one of those QBs that has a hot week. He's been on the waiver wire, so you pick him up. He sucks for three weeks. You cut him. Yeah. Somebody else picks him up. He throws for 500 yards and nine touchdowns. Yeah, ridiculous. 500 yards to – crazy. So dumb. Like, I don't understand how – what team just gave up 500 yards to them passing? And 300 receiving to one guy. Yeah, it was like a couple of weeks ago. Like, I, how do you have a defensive coordinator anymore? I can't remember who it was. How did how did you not have two safeties, a corner, and a linebacker on Julio Jones? Oh, I don't know. Um, the last game, the Eagles Cowboys. Uh, it's in Dallas. I'm going with the Cowboys because their running game is scary. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott is for real, and um, Dak Prescott, as far as the rookie quarterbacks go, is doing a little bit more than. Uh, Wentz is. Now, don't get me wrong. Wentz has played great, but I, I'm really impressed with uh, Dak Prescott. I, I, I'm going with – I have to take the Cowboys at home. And TRB, I know they're your Eagles, so I know which way you're leaning. That's right. Two words. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> I don't know if they allow swearing on their podcasts. Fuck Dallas. <laughs> we can edit around that, boys. Okay. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look, Prescott's look good. Bryant's coming back. Eagles, two weeks prior, a little shaky, new right tackle. But you know what? I think that from a game planning aspect, that Peterson, despite the time, the, the, the short period of time that he's been a head coach, I think that he can actually call a better game than Garrett because it seems like Garrett will eventually go down to calling the same three or four plays, and that's it. Well, this is the problem that Dallas has always had. 
because they invested heavily in their offensive line, which is a great idea. I wish, you know, the teams that I followed would do the same thing. They've spent a lot of draft picks getting that line together. They did. But they do this thing where if they if they don't have success running the ball early, they completely and totally abandon it. Now, that's when Tony Romo's playing. They've been much better with Prescott because they're not trying to force the issue. They're just trying to survive these games while Romo's out. But when Romo's in there, it's it's just throw it's just you know throw after throw after throw and it and and they do it in the dumbest ways too like you know proper game management would be oh we're up by three touchdowns let's start running the ball but not the Dallas Cowboys never the Dallas Cowboys no nope, we're just going to throw every down let the clock stop on our own completions throw interceptions and let people back into games and they always do it and that's been Garrett's biggest problem and uh, Scott Linehan has been known to do that too, or um, you know his famous play calling when he was with the Lions. Uh, we have third and eight. Let's run a draw. <laughs> Just like you know, maddening stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, so you know, I, I can't ever. I, very rarely will you hear me give uh, the Cowboys praise. However, I do feel like the Dak Prescott thing has forced them to actually be. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Adequate in their jobs? <laughs> Adequate at doing what they're supposed to be doing as opposed to what they usually do? I'll be, I'll be really interested because uh, as we started talking about this, uh, I went over to my usual website. And for the Eagles, right now it looks like uh, they are talking with the Niners about Torrey Smith and quite possibly the Bears about Alshon Jeffrey. And I can tell you right now, if we snag Jeffrey, holy shit. Man, I don't know why the Bears would give up Jeffrey. Because they're the Bears. Re- yeah, but he's their only player. <laughs> he also wants uh, out, probably. The Bears are, what, 1-4, and 1-5? and five? I think he's in the last year of his contract, too. Mm-hmm. So, hey, yeah. that, that, that could change the dynamic, too, because... I mean, not that you're going to learn a whole playbook in a week, but uh, yeah, I'd be all right with Alshon Jeffrey. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I'd, I'd, I'm with you. I'm not one to sing the praises of the Cowboys, but you got to think they've, they're coming off a bye week. They've had two weeks to plan for this, and uh, I, I had to pick the Cowboys. I don't want to. My heart's with Philly, but I got to pick the Cowboys on this one. You were a good man up until you said that. I know. I know that. Listen, you know. But I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Me too. Philly wins, but. It could could very well be. I just, it's. That line is just so massive. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous that other teams don't follow suit and do the things they did. And I can't believe I'm praising the Cowboys. Well, we just did. We did did the opposite. We (laughs) We went and put everybody on the D line. And quite frankly, Got to watch out for our cocks, boys. <laughs> that didn't work. The Lions tried doing that, too, and it really didn't work out for them. So don't get too excited about don't that. Don't you dare put my team in the same bucket as your Lions. You might have beat us, but no, uh, sir. Yeah, I kind of have to because your defensive coordinator is the Lions' old coach. <laughs> but he's only, the, he's only the D.C. We weren't crazy enough to make him a head coach. <laughs> he's actually a really good uh, defensive coordinator. Um, the other thing, I know we were only supposed to do three picks, but I just noticed it this yesterday, uh, and I like to take great enjoyment in this. Uh, I don't know if our friends, um, that have invited us to do this know, 
myself and Matt are from the state of Michigan, and we are giant, giant University of Michigan fans. And to see, I, I live in Tampa now, and I watched the Tampa game Sunday, the Bucks versus the Niners, and nothing made me happier. <laughs> I don't even care about the Bucks, <laughs> but to see how terrible the Niners are now, it just, thank you, terrible organization, for getting rid of the only person who could ever have made that team relevant in providing him to us at Michigan. We are very, very happy and glad that you decided that was the best route to take. It's very working out very well for you all. Thank you, Niners family. Thank you. Oh, and from Philadelphia, you're welcome. Enjoy your Chip Kelly, guys. <laughs> there you go. Sorry, we had to do it, guys. Uh, I know it was a little more than what you wanted. But uh, thanks for the opportunity, guys, and uh, we look forward to listening to you all and um, – we're here anytime you need us. Thank you. All right. So they uh, they didn't agree on much except one thing. The Broncos should win. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. I don't even know if I put the Broncos in there. Oh, uh, I did. I did. You did. I did. Um, they also really like Michigan. It has nothing to do with actually the NFL. I think we should all just get on board with Michigan. I think that Harbaugh, you know, now that he's in, not in the NFL, I don't know, unless you're like a crazy college football fan. Um, which there are, <laughs> um, but yeah, I know I think that should, everyone should get on board with Michigan. I think that's a fun, fun situation. Uh, I can't because I'm a Notre Dame fan, so whatever. They suck, but still can't do it. Um, okay, let's get into it, Greg. Uh, the opening slate. I think this is the weaker opening slate. We have some really good games coming in the afternoon, but this uh, these first couple games are not great. Um, right. At one o'clock, though, uh, Lions play the Texans uh, in Texas. Houston is favored by two and a half points. Um, that's, that's really just a function of the fact that, uh, they're home. they're home and the Lions defense is so bad. Um, yeah, it is, but, uh, don't count Jim Bob Cooter out. I know. So, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. What do you think, Greg? Yeah. Lions over Texans or <laughs> Texans over Lions. Which one I'm going, got? uh, I'm sticking with the Lions. I'm with them last week. I'm doing it again this week. Yeah. Uh, you know, Stafford is elite. Like we said. So, and by we, I mean you. Yeah. But I'm agreeing with you on this. Uh, you know, I think offensively they're just going to be too good for the Texans. Watt not being there takes something away from that Houston's defense. I get it. He's one of those guys that you just kind of love to hate but hate to love and all that. But he does take something away when he's not there. I think without him there, I think the Lions' offense is finally starting to roll. Golden Tate's starting to kind of get into the action. Yeah. And they have Justin Forsett in the backfield now, so they actually have a decent running back option. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Lions. Uh, I think I'm also going to go Lions. The things that would make me hesitate for the Lions, uh, Texans are 4-0 at home. Uh, it, Brock Osweiler, as bad as he's looked everywhere else, looked good when he's playing in a dome. Bad quarterbacks always look better when they're playing in the dome. And, again, the aforementioned worst defense in the league, yeah. Detroit Lions. But I think I'm going to put my faith, in, faith into Stafford here. Um, which is a little scary, uh, <laughs> but come on, buddy. I'm betting on you. Come through for me here, yeah. Matt. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to say that the Lions beat the Texans at home. All right. Um, next one, Pat Bills. Uh, rematch of the Patriots' first loss this year. This one's actually going to be in Buffalo. Um, the Patriots are 6-1. and one. Buffalo is 4-3, and three, so this has some serious AFC East implications. Yeah. Uh, and the Patriots are actually favored by 6.5 points. So basically, uh, Vegas usually gives about three points for home field advantage. So they're typically on a neutral field would be about nine and a half points. Um, 
but they're six and a half this this week. Uh, a little tidbit for you. So thanks for that tidbit, Greg. Do the Patriots continue to roll with Tommy B uh, at the helm, or do the Bills bring this party crashing back down to earth like they did uh, a couple weeks ago? Uh, I'm gonna take a gamble here. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Yeah, you are. Only because I don't know why the Patriots did not look fantastic to me against Pittsburgh. Yeah, I know they won. I know all that. Yeah, yeah. but for some reason there was something watching that game. I was just like, it's a very winnable game. Lo- for Pittsburgh. Yeah, they look. Landry Jones makes a few throws. They win that game. Antonio Brown doesn't, you know, start gimping halfway through the game. They probably win. Yeah. So a, I mean, it was a, a very, chance. very real chance. So I feel like maybe that might carry over this week. I don't know. I'm thinking maybe the Bills are just going to get super amped up. You know, they had a bad loss in Miami last week. Rex Ryan, you know, is going to have them ready to go this week. And I got to take some gambles in life. So there's going to be one of them. Uh, I definitely hear you. Um, there is no chance in the deepest layer of hell, Greg. Yeah, I already wrote you down as Pats. That... Bill Belichick is going to lose two games in a season to Rex Ryan. Like the fact that we gave them one is is fine. The like whatever. Lost so far. But there's there's no possible way that Bill Belichick is going to lose another game to uh, Rex Ryan. I we, know, but I hope it happens. So we bad. did not we we did not have um, Gronkowski and we did not have Tom Brady in the last one. We now have kind of gotten a couple more games under our belt of the two-headed monsters um, of Bennett and Gronkowski, and I think that this is going to be kind of like a kitchen sink game for the Patriots. Like, I really think that they're going to bring out... Throw everything at them? They're going to they're gonna make... Every little thing they have? I feel like this is going to be kind of like a stomp on their neck sort of game for wow, the Patriots. Wow, okay. You're just going to go for the jugular right there. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going right, to pick I the Patriots it. in a big way. Uh, they're six and a half favorites. I think that's a mortal lock to go... Uh, to go pats here yeah yeah that felt good um did it, okay did it feel good i already had you written down before you even gave your answer 405 we're going to the afternoon games now chargers broncos uh chargers going into denver um three and four uh broncos are five and two uh denver's favored by five and a half points um i think this chargers team is better than their record man i think that we've i think that it's been covered pretty extensively in the sports talk media they've just blown a lot of leads they've blown a lot of close leads so i think this game is going to be a lot closer than it is so who do you have greg do you have chargers coming into denver and beating up on the broncos or do you have the trevor simians uh extending their uh their record to six and two see it's hard i want to go chargers bless you i want to go chargers because uh offensively i think they're actually the better team right now Defensively, they're eh. But it's hard to go against that Broncos D. Oh, it's so tough. DeMarcus Ware is starting to practice again. He might be back. If he's back, that just adds another element. Uh, going to go. You know what? Give me the bolo tie. I'm going Chargers. Oh, boy. Yeah. I got to take some risks. I'm ahead of you right now. I'm beating you right now so far. I'll give our pick updates at the end of this all. Take a gamble, no doubt. Um I think the one thing that's working for you, Greg, is that the Chargers did just beat the Broncos. Uh, no, they didn't. Did they? Yeah, Chargers beat the Broncos on Thursday night. Color rush. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember it. I remember it got close at the end. Yeah, um, that was in San Diego. It was uh, it was twenty one thirteen Chargers. Um, I think I have to go ahead though and go with the uh, Broncos on this one. I just don't think again the good teams don't lose twice in a year to the same opponent. 
Uh, and I think that the Broncos are a good team, um, especially when they're playing at home. Uh, and uh, they're going to give the, I think they're going to give the San Diego defense a little, uh, San Diego offense a little different look than they gave them this time around. So uh, I'm going with the uh, Broncos on this one uh, over the Chargers. All right. Uh, okay. Can't can't blame me for that one. Packers Falcons is at 4:25. Packers going to Atlanta. Um, Packers are four and two. Falcons are four and three. Atlanta is favored by three points in this game, Greg. That basically means it's a push uh, between these two teams. Um, what do you have going on here? Do you think that the Packers are going to uh, keep up their momentum that they got against the Bears last week and beat the Falcons, or do you think the Falcons right the ship and uh, stay atop the NFC South? I'm going to go with Packers, mainly because we've seen this with the Falcons before. Last year, they started off really well, and then all of a sudden came crashing back down to earth and never, ever recovered. Yeah. So I think that's going to be kind of the same. I think they do somehow at least maybe make the NFC South competitive, could have a chance to win it. But I think the Packers may have figured out something last week, and right now their running back situation is a little weird. Yeah. But I think uh, Montgomery back there actually kind of works for them because – he can take. He can catch. You know. He can run it. It seemed pretty well. So I'm gonna go with Packers. I think Rodgers kind of looked like the old Aaron Rodgers last week. Maybe he keeps that rolling. He had a little more of his old magic than he has this year. Hey. I'm hoping that maybe starts picking up. Greg saw me make a face. <laughs> I did. I did see you make a face. So I had to justify my answer. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna take the Falcons this week, Greg. Um, I'm going to use the same rationale that I used last week with Sam Bradford playing against uh, bad uh, bad defenses. I'm not saying, obviously, that's kind of like the meanest thing I've ever said about Aaron Rodgers is lumping him in with Sam Bradford. But at the same time... <laughs> yeah. Wow, slap. But at the same time, uh, the Packers this year have won... Their, their wins have come against the Jaguars, Lions, Giants, and Bears. And those are some of the worst defenses in the league. Uh, across the board, uh, the Jaguars' defense is decent, but at the beginning of the year, it was it kind of it's taken a few weeks for the Jaguars' defense to actually kind of calibrate itself. Their losses have come against the Vikings and Cowboys, who both have good defenses. Yeah. By the way, um, I'm a little disappointed. I didn't jump in when you said Lions, Giants, and Bears and go, oh my. I said Jaguars, Lions, yeah. Lions Giants, and Cowboys. Whatever. Don't worry about Whatever it. Whatever it was. Um, oh no, I said Lions, Giants, and Bears. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Um, yeah, it's Tigers, but anyway. I know uh, it is. I think that the Falcons' defense has vastly improved. Uh, they've had a couple of good games under their show, under their uh, under their wing. Uh, I think the ba- the biggest uh, strength that the Packers have is run defense, um, but the Falcons are just going to throw the ball. Yeah. So I think that the Falcons are going to win. It's in Atlanta that favors the Dome team sometimes. So I'm going to go Falcons on this one also right. because I like the fact that we're really converging right now and, and picking different teams. Eagles Cowboys. This is a good one. It is. It's uh, the, it's the future big rivalry. Yeah, eight thirty Sunday night. Uh, Eagles are four and two. Cowboys are five and one. Dallas favored by four and a half points in Arlington. Greg, your fly Eagles fly or the Dak attack, the Dak Prescott train. What are you doing? I picked against them last week, but I'm going with them this week. <laughs> back back the, with the Wentz wagon. Back on the bandwagon. I'm, no, I know. I was never really off. I was just going this whole twisted magical thing in my head that I was okay. like, it could work. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you yeah, know what? Totally, totally. Yeah. So I'm going with the Eagles. I think this rivalry, if Dak Prescott stays the quarterback in Dallas, yeah, it could develop into one of those if both these guys stay on their same trajectory that they seem to be doing right now. This could be one of those games that years from now, everybody's amped up for every single year. 
twice a year it would happen. It would be like Brady Manning, but double every year. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Which would be awesome if that could happen. That means both franchises would be pretty set, which is also nice. Um, and in the words of the guys on the couch party, fuck Dallas. There you go. So. Greg, I, th- I think that you know where I'm going with this one. Yeah. We pick one game the same every week. Duck attack, baby! Duck attack! Uh, Dak Prescott. Let's, let's make it happen, man. Let's just let's let's make let's keep this magic going. Let's force Jerry Jones to make an awkward press conference regarding Tony Romo. Let's make this happen, Dak. Let's do it. Um, again, Eagles have a fantastic defense, so that's going to be really difficult for him to kind of go through, uh, especially with uh, you know, it, it's two rookies going against a very good defense. Zeke's going to have I a know, hard time running. I know that Ezekiel hasn't looked like a rookie. I know that Dak has played a little bit better than your average rookie. Um, but still two rookies going against an excellent defense. I'm looking for the Eagles to flex their cocks, uh, Fletcher Cox right up the middle. Oh, my God. Yep. All right. Yeah. Well, that's going to end, end football right there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right, Great note to want, end it on, too. Anything else you want to touch on before we go over to uh, the No, let's World get to the Winter Baseball Classic. All right. Winter Baseball Classic. Let's do it. Uh, um, not what it's called, but you know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the throes, Greg. The throes of the World Series. Um, and as we sit today, right now, it's tied. Uh, 1-1. Uh, Indians took game one in Cleveland. And then... Uh, Six zip. The Cubbies came back and flipped the script. Yeah. Um, what stood out to you so far about these games? Uh, pitching. Pitching has stood out. Kluber, game he's just, one. He's tip a, of the cap. He's unbelievable, man. I was, dude, I was, his movement was phenomenal still in that a game. a ball. And, I mean, you're going against John Lester, who is one of the best postseason pitchers that we've seen in the past decade. Yeah. He didn't even pitch that bad. Three runs, yeah, it's a little high, but still. I thought he was getting squeezed. I thought that strike zone was very small. Yeah, it was a very very odd strike zone, it seemed. Yeah. There was a lot of issues with that, it seemed. On Twitter, people were going off about that. But whatever. Kluber, you know, did work. You can't really complain about that when he's pitching magic. And yesterday we had Jake Arrieta going with the no sleeves, just playing mind games with the Indian squad, being like, this cold doesn't even bother me anyway. And just nailing it down and going deep. And Schwarber coming in. Yeah, Schwarber That's the craziest story, I think, about this whole thing. Arrieta um, uh, pitched really well last night as well. Um, yeah, I think that the thing that um, – it was concerning when the Cubs couldn't get anything going against no. the Indians. And uh, the fact that their back, their catcher hit two home runs. But if you really think about it, Kluber is a Cy Young candidate. Andrew Miller is an excellent, excellent uh, rotation guy. I mean, he's he's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, if I could have him come in every game and like the fifth inning and pitch two innings, yeah. I'd take it. So I think that it was uh, kind of appropriate for the Cubs to struggle against two of the best pitchers that they have on their staff. And then come back and actually, uh, you know, do pretty well here yeah. against the Indians. I think I, I think that the at baseball needs to change their um, their home and away thing for the for the World Series because now we've got three games in Wrigley. Yep. Um, with a chance for the Cubs just to kind of go through and and that's that's a tough environment, man. The Cleveland crowd is pretty going, good too. It's gonna be going crazy in Wrigley. I think these though. are two really good crowds. Oh um, yeah, no, their really crowds like are fantastic. Except. One thing that I found so odd last night watching the game was after the Cubs scored a few runs, they kept cutting to people in the crowd, and there was, like, grown men with tears in their eyes that were Indian fans. And I was like, what are, what are you crying for? Yeah. Like, you won game one. Everything's fine. Relax. If anything, it just resets. It's tough, man. Don't get that upset right now. 
Like, if it was game six, game seven, I could totally understand your tears. But don't do a game two. It's an emotional It's an emotional night. Yeah, um, I guess especially in, like, a place like Cleveland or Chicago where championships are few and far between. You know, it's not like you get every day you get to go to this where in the Yankees you had that for a while. You know, Patriot fans have that. Boston in general has had it with their franchises going on a run the past yeah. 10, 15 years. So, but still, come on. Keep the emotions in check. Save save the tears for later on. Yeah, it's tied 1-1. What do you think is going to happen uh, going forward? Uh, I put out my tweet before game one just so people couldn't call me out and just say I was just going with whatever how the game was because I knew we were recording after. I said Cubs in six. I think they'll take the game, their clinch it in Cleveland. Mm. So I think they'll win two out of three at home. They should at least. I mean, you got Hendricks going against Tomlin on Friday, which gigantically favors the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Lackey, which could be their loss. And I think Lester maybe outduels whoever get, pitches game five because Kluber's going to be going game four again. They're going to pitch him on three days rest so he can pitch game seven if need be. And, yeah, so Cubs are going in six. I think uh, – the story of Schwarber coming back, if he's going to play the outfield at all after coming back from his ACL injury that he suffered in April. The fact that he's back playing in the World Series and getting hits that matter is nuts. Good for him. Yeah. He looks like a bowling ball, and I love it. It's it's, it's a bummer that uh, Cleveland wouldn't – Cleveland can't throw at Danny Salazar to start. Uh, I know that he pitched yesterday. I, like, I was going to say, I feel like they could if they were willing to have him just go three innings. Yeah, um, I guess that's kind of not. A, I guess there's not a huge point to that though. Like, I guess they're just going to use him in this spot. Yeah. Just, because, but pitchers are such like, like creatures of habit. Yeah, especially I, starting pitchers. I feel like you would want him starting in that, but I don't know. Um, I also think the Cubs are going to win this series. I kind of want. It's so funny now that everyone's freaking out about like you have to want the Cubs to win. I'm like, I kind of want the Indians to win. Yeah, I mean, I was torn, but there's the part of me where it's like, all right, I get why people don't want the Cubs to win. But I get why they do. And I was just like, as a Red Sox fan, knowing that whole like curse on your back type thing and seeing the suffering, like the fact that it took people that are in their 70s this long to see their Cubs team in a World Series. Yeah. Like you're just kind of like, I kind of need, I kind of want them to win just because. Yeah, I get that. You feel bad? Uh, I can't think of the comedian. There's this, one of the comedians that's a huge Cubs fan, not Bill Murray, uh, Bob, Bob, uh, Bob, not Bob Hope. I can't think of his name. I don't know. I'll, I'll try to remember it. But he, they showed him. He's, like, staying up for the game super late at night, and he's, like, 90. And he's just like, uh, it's like I get to finally see my Cubs in the World Series. I get that. But the Cleveland Indians haven't won in a long time either. Yep. They're the 40s, at least. But that's a long-ass time. It's a 40-year difference, James. Whatever. They can win it in 40 years. Um, okay. That's the World Series. We're excited about it. Yeah. Friday's in the uh, next game, so uh, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, it should be a should be a good series, I think. Uh, pitching wise, Cubs clearly had the advantage. Offensively, though, I think the Indians have a shot just because of that. Yeah, I mean they got some young talent. Uh, Francisco Lindor is just amazing. He's excellent, man. I mean, Did you see the play he om- the beautiful play he made last night to try to get a double play, and then uh, Jason uh, Kipnis or yeah Kipnis uh, bobbled it at second base. No, I didn't. He, he, like, slid backhand, like, flipped it behind his back while sliding Oh, I actually outfield. did see that. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like, oh, that was going to be a – no, no, they bu- they ruined it. It was yeah, ruined. Yeah, I, uh, I saw that at least this morning. Um, cool, man. We're excited about the World Series. Yeah. Okay. 
I know that we just did a massive basketball preview, but I have to touch on a couple things in the NBA, Greg. Of course you do. Ah, what an opening slate it was. First and foremost, uh, I think that we all, uh, I think everyone who kind of picked the Warriors to go hit that over on the 66.5 over-under wins, we're kind of shaking in our boots a little bit, huh? Yeah. Uh, did not look pretty. That was ugly, man. It made me happy, though. I'm a 29-point loss at home to open up the season. Made me happy to see. I'm not going to lie. The, the Spurs scored 30 points in every single quarter. 31, 33, 33, 32. Dude, they looked good. Kawhi looked like a stud. What I'll say about that game is that I think that it... So, we... Everyone clearly did not give Andrew Bogut enough credit for the, what he was doing for the no, Warriors defense. That, that gritty okay. guy got in there and did work. Yeah, and just a big guy who can protect the rim. Um, you know, Zaza Pachulia is not the same thing as Andrew Bogut. And uh, they can't play small ball consistently out the entire game, especially when, you, when you're when you breaking out uh, LaMarcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol. I also thought that it was really cool seeing, in a world where small ball has really kind of taken over, I thought it was really cool seeing the Spurs run their entire offense primarily through LaMarcus Aldridge at the elbow, back to the basket. He's going to kind of either like pass, fake a pass, kind of uh, shoot over the guy next to him, or back him down in the post. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard looked every bit an MVP candidate. Yeah, he looked fantastic. And I wouldn't mind actually backing up my Blake Griffin pick and going ahead and putting... Putting Putting Kawhi Kawhi in there. Wow, backtracking already. (laughs) Yeah, I got to backtrack real quick. Um, So, you know, that that was really cool. Um, Great game from Kawhi Leonard and from uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, And the Warriors got to do some soul searching here. Yeah, I mean, I love the excuses coming out being like, well, when uh, LeBron and uh, Bosh joined the Heat, it wasn't perfect right away. No, it wasn't. But guess what? Those two huge stars coming into a team where it was only one other guy to focus on. This team already had multiple pieces in place. They have their backups who were good. They have their starting big three yeah. with Draymond, Clay, and Steph that were good. All you were doing is adding one more guy, and I don't want to hear it. I mean, basically, yeah. I don't want to call it a fatal flaw, but like that yeah. defense is bad. But uh, at the rim, defense is bad. Also, can I just say, um, it doesn't seem like the Draymond Green Warriors mix is going to work out too much longer. They don't seem to get along at all right now. Yeah. Like, it seems like him and Kerr hate each other completely. It's just, it feels like he's he want, he needs to be the alpha, and he's got two other alphas on the team right now. Like, they might just want to trade him to anybody. While he's got some value. Yeah, because hey, trade they to, uh, don't seem to like him at all. Trade him to Sacramento for Boogie. I don't. I don't. I think that would be worse. Uh, trading one head case for another. I don't know. They need. A, they need a big guy. I saw uh, one trade that people said could potentially work if you want to get something that's like a little less not as head casey and not needing to be the alpha alpha. Yeah. Is uh give them to uh, the Nuggets and get Kenneth Fareed back. Maybe, but just I, because it like, just feels like you're getting Draymond Green without the ability to shoot though. Yeah, but that might be the that might be the key then. I don't know. I like. I, I still like the way they spread it out. I'm gonna give it a few months before I. Yeah. Say no, I'm just saying. It just, it just seems like him and Kerr aren't getting along at all lately. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, Spurs also just destroyed them on rebounds too. Um, obviously, if you don't have a big man playing yeah. the majority of the time, uh, rebounds gonna be a little bit more difficult to get. Yeah. Just go big against them, and you got it. Well, it needs to be like a talented big man. Like yeah, you're not gonna you know. go big if you're like I don't know, like the Orlando Magic aren't gonna throw out Serge Ibaka and whoever else. But they might. They yeah. might. Well, anyway. 
Uh, okay, I just want to go ahead and go through and highlight a couple of the other, uh, a couple great performances uh, from opening weekend. And I'll add my mini comments in. Um, LeBron James got triple-double. Fantastic. Uh, Their rings were amazing. Yeah, they were huge. I love the diamonds on the bottom that show the order of the wins. Dame Lillard and the and the Trailblazers, baby. I'm a big Blazers guy. Dame Lillard, 39 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists in the opening game. Uh, what about Evan Turner? What did he do? That's Ooh. who I care about. What did Evan Turner do? I got you on the Evan Turner bandwagon. I yeah, this so you much. did. I put him in my fan duel the other night. I got I doubled my money. Did he? It's nice. Uh, he came off the bench, which is amazing. Um, Evan Turner. Uh, I think had, he had a good game. He had three points. Three uh, points on one of seven shooting. What What did he do otherwise? <laughs> I think he still got me like 20-something points fan duel-wise. I don't think that was Evan Turner, man. He had three points and five rebounds. Wow. Five assists. Yeah, okay. Um, no, the assists and everything out of quick. Uh, he's the captain of the mid-range, and I love it so much. Um, okay, and then the rest. Last night we had the full, actual full slate of opening games. We had the full bird. Um, a couple of people to highlight and to throw out there. Um, Isaiah Thomas for the Celtics looks fantastic. Twenty-five points, nine rebounds, six, uh, six assists, and nine, uh, six rebounds and nine assists in the win. Crowder looked good too. Crowder looked good. Uh, Hassan Whiteside had 18 points and 14 rebounds. If he can keep pulling these things up, uh, he had a, a great game against the Magic. Justin Winslow looked pretty good, too. Justice Winslow is going to be a fantastic player. Um, we're gonna go, uh, uh, your boy, Miles Turner, 30 points and 16 rebounds. Most improved. That's I told a you. big, big game. I told you. Um, obviously, it's just the one game, but that's, that's nope. a, that, those are big numbers. It's all season long. The Raptors won their first game against the Pistons, and DeMar DeRozan scored 40 points on four rebounds. Good for him. Good opening game. Good on you. Um, Bucks and Hornets was surprisingly a fun game. And uh, Giannis out of Dekempu, bam, nailed it. Say 31 that, points and nine rebounds. Fast. But more uh, more interesting to me is Michael Kidd Gilchrist is back on the Hornets, and he scored 23 points and had 14 rebounds. This guy is kind of exactly what you want in the uh, NBA right now, where he can do spot-up three-pointers, um, but also is just an athletic 3-and-D kind of guy. Yeah, no, Gilchrist was always kind of good. He had, got injured for a little bit, right? He's been injured for a while, yeah. yeah. Um, He'll be a nice piece for that team. Help them make a potentially a nice run in the playoffs. Yeah. T-Wolves lost to the Grizzlies. Carly Anthony Towns led 21 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists. Not bad. Um, the big one of the night, I think, uh, everyone can kind of agree, is Anthony Davis uh, scored 50 <sighs> points. Dude, that's on, so much talent being so wasted. 16 rebounds. F- uh, 7 steals, like 5 assists and 4 blocks. It's unbelievable. The stats just kept going and going and going. I, I, like, I saw that and I was like, oh, it must have been overtime. Nope. Nope. Nope, nope. That was that was all Anthony Davis. And they still lost. I just get this guy on to it. A real team. Give him to a team that doesn't even like have all the pieces in place. Just most of them, and he would change it. Yeah, seven steals. It's unbelievable. <laughs> okay, we're back. Where we got Anthony Davis? Let's get to keep going. Oh, um, Russell Westbrook, thirty-two points and twelve rebounds and nine assists in his debut. Uh, in his <laughs> you know, world Kevin Durant's debut. Yeah, debut. <laughs> With uh, white guys just flipping him the bird from courtside. I love that. Encur- that guy got kicked out, by the way. Did he? Yeah. I'm not surprised. Encouraging, um, Joel Embiid got, had 20 points and seven rebounds uh, in 22 minutes yeah. in his debut for the Sixers. He years. looked good. He looks good. He, don't, he didn't shoot that well. He shot six of 16. His field goal percentage is not very good. But he had a couple really nice shots. And he, uh, down the stretch, he made a few baskets. Rookie um, of the year type player. Yeah, we'll see. 
Um, he did better than Brendan Ingram, I'll tell you that much. Um, we, I'm going to skip the Kings and Suns game because I don't care. Nobody cares. Uh, and then finally, the one that I think, the game that I watched the most of last night because I got home from late pretty work was the Rockets-Lakers game. James Harden had 34 points, 8 rebounds, and 17 assists in his debut as point guard. By the way, I just love that, how you just flipped everything. You're like, I got home late pretty work. Oh, did I? I got home from work pretty late. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, I'm a, I'm a It was great. No, I loved zombie. it. It was fantastic. This game was really fun to watch. I just want to highlight a couple things in it because it was uh, just a blast. So the Rockets and Lakers played, uh, and it kind of felt like the first team to 150 was going to win after that first quarter. The the teams were tied going into the first uh, after the first quarter, 38 to 38. Wow! Uh, it was just so. Yeah, fun. I didn't stay up to watch that game. One thing that I'll say is that I think I think the James Harden at point guard thing is going to work out for him really well, even though they did lose. Uh, He's an unbelievable passer, and I think that the fact that he did so many isolations last year really undersold the idea that this guy can pass with the best of them, dude. Yeah, he's, he's doing, actually a very good passer. He was doing a full court. He was doing full court alley oops the entire game. Um, he was finding open guys. He was threading the needle. Um, I also think that he did a pretty good job in terms of assist to turnover ratio. I don't even think he had that many. Um, yeah. You know, oh, excuse me. Never mind. Never mind. He had seven turnovers, but my in the bad, very in the first half, he did pretty well. Um, but I think the story coming out of that as well uh, is if you're a Lakers fan, you also have to be really excited about what your team's looking like in the future. Yeah, they got some young guys, and if they can all put it together and get along, they got a good team. You have three guys that you can legitimately build a really good team around. That's Julius Randle. D'Angelo Russell and Brendan Ingram, yeah. and all three of those guys, and even Jordan Clarkson, who had 25 points, uh, is is definitely he's very underrated on that team. I feel like I feel like these these are really legitimate players that you can make a team around. Uh, D'Angelo Russell had a great game, especially in the first half. Uh, he was doing really well, but Julius Randle, I hadn't seen a lot of him um, last year. He was hurt his he was hurt his rookie year, uh, and last year he was still kind of acclimating to Byron Scott, who hates rookies. Um, but this year, he had 18.7 rebounds and 6 assists. What was really cool is he was a big guy, and uh, Luke Walton empowers him to actually uh, bring the ball up the court on the break. Yeah. And he's got an amazing handle for a power forward. Dude, Luke Walton, I think, is actually going to be a fantastic coach. I think so, too. Sucky I th- player, fantastic coach. I think that even though the Lakers are going to have a bunch of losses coming at them, um, I think you have to be really encouraged from what you saw last night. No, like, definitely. These are, like, they've got the foundation kind of laid right now. Um, for an interesting team going forward. And I think in like three years, we're going to be talking about the Lakers. Kind They'll of definitely be a contender. Top. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If they're not, I'd be surprised. Um, okay, awesome. Wow, thank you guys for indulging me in the NBA talk. Tonight we have a big slate of games too. We, we have... did more NBA than World Series. I know. Isn't that amazing? It I is. It. I I'm so not much. surprised though. We have a big slate of games tonight too. We have the Celtics and Bulls on TNT, nationally televised game. Um, and then we have... Uh, which I can't wait to see the Bulls. Just like, what are they doing? And then we have Clippers Blazers at 1030. So I'm excited about that. Clippers opening game. Uh, Dame Lillard always loves playing against Los Angeles. For some reason, he takes it super personally whenever he plays against them. It's very chippy. It's very fun. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know. But uh, I'm excited about the Bulls also. I just want to see how that goes. Uh, You know, I might... I might get pulled away a little bit from Thursday Night Football just to go watch that game a little bit. Yeah, I'm watching basketball tonight, man. I cannot bring myself to watch Color Rush, Titans versus Jaguars. Hey, by the way, does this change your mind in any way for the World Series? Wade and LeBron have a bet. I forget what the bet deal is for Indians versus Chicago. Uh, 
Do you think there's anybody out there that was just like heard that bet and they're like, I'm changing my mind. I'm not a Indians fan. I want the Cubs to win just LeBron lose a bit. No, but I also think that like you're you're kind of like the bet guy. You love you love these things. I, I do. You love bets, and I don't care about bets. You don't. Like you I I think the Curse Podcast is awesome. And then you told me about the bet that you guys had. And I was like, I don't give a shit, Greg. Well, you should. <laughs> you should for pride. Yeah. Well, I I don't, and I don't give a shit about this bet. Um, you're you're the bet guy. You Fine. tell me what the bets are. You, I, you 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 that's your corner. I just know there's a bet in place. I didn't read the details. You you got that corner, Greg, on the Sports Dance Podcast. Greg is the bet guy. Nice. Like, I'll take it. I'll like, run with not that. Not like the gambling guy, but no. like the let's make a friendly <laughs> like, wager. I'm like uh, between Fandle, which one of our teams are gonna win. I'm like Fando. Do I want to do the fifty cent competition or a dollar? I don't know. No, a dollar might be not too a much. Gambler. You're just like the let's. Uh, yeah, wouldn't it be fun if we bet a beer on this? Yeah. yeah no, it would not. Just buy, don't, just don't, buy me a fucking beer. I don't sound like that jackass. <laughs> All right, moving on. Last things of the day. Last thing. Let's just get through it. Fuck James. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, college football. We have a couple games that we want to give you guys to watch this week. Got some good ones. Uh, one I'm looking forward to that you don't give a damn about no. is Washington, Utah. No. Washington's 7 and 0, number 4 in the country. I don't care. And Utah's 17. I think that's going to be a decent match with their 7 1. The thing that bothers me about college football is that we would, I like, it's the first like seven weeks of this fucking season. I have not given Washington two thoughts, and now all of a sudden they're fourth. You should. They're actually a very good-looking team. Yeah, oh, whatever. I don't, All right, fine. What games do you care about? I actually care about Michigan-Michigan State. I know it's going to be a big blowout, but I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. Dude, Michigan State, what happened? They were, like, supposed to be decent this year. Just like Notre Dame. Yeah, and then finally, uh, tonight, I would also watch the Clemson-Florida State game. Uh, not tonight, sorry. Tomorrow night. Say, that's tonight? Whoa. 8 o'clock, 8 o'clock on ABC, Clemson-Florida State. Love the ACC match. Tonight you do have Virginia Tech against Pitt, but that's not that exciting. Yeah, that's not that exciting. I think that everyone can kind of bask in the uh, glory of uh, not watching Alabama just like run over everyone's dreams this week. You know? Yeah, that's a nice. It feels good not to. Oh, have also that. Nebraska, Wisconsin. Yeah, Nebraska seven and zero. That's a big game for them. Yeah, Big Ten matchup. Love that. Um, so I think that those ones are gonna be are gonna be the games. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping Clemson pulls it out. I want Washington. I want some of those teams that. Didn't make the college football playoffs last year, like Washington to pull through. I kind of want Clemson to get another chance at maybe Alabama in maybe the first round of the college football playoffs because right now it looks like Bama's going to make it. Yeah, no, no, duh. I think that would be a decent rematch. No, duh. But no, college football, always interesting, always fascinating. Something really messed up usually always happens. Somebody goes down that shouldn't. Yeah. So we'll see what happens this week. I'm still trying to find when Michigan is going to play their first real game. <laughs> Didn't they already technically? Uh, I don't know. Uh, what was their first real game? Uh, wasn't. I can't remember a good team that they played. They played one team in the top 25, right? Yeah, I'll tell you in a second. Give me two next, seconds. This week they're playing Michigan State, who stinks. Because this, uh, you know, this is riveting stuff. This week they're playing, or next week they're playing Maryland. Uh, yeah, their last big game of the year is going to be uh, last game, Michigan-Ohio State. Yeah, they played... They're playing Iowa, who uh, they're not ranked. Oh, they've played Wisconsin. They beat Wisconsin 14-7 in, like, the... So that was it, right? That they was played the, them in the that was their fifth, game. fifth week, yeah. So they and, and until then, they don't really have any other game. I'm trying to go through the rest of their schedule. I mean, Iowa could potentially in, give Indiana, them some trouble. These teams, these teams stink. It's going to be Iowa that's their only other competition until Ohio State. Probably. It's amazing. Yeah. Hey, 
Basking it. Kudos to you, AD at Michigan, for yeah. just giving them the easiest schedule in the world and then just by giving the appearance of being number two team in the country. Yeah, basking the glory, guys, at Couch Party in Michigan, Mike. Uh, all of you <laughs> Michigan fans, enjoy this. Enjoy it. All right, guys, I think that's it for my sports dance today. We're going to be back next week recapping everything. Uh, you know, we'll be closer to a World Series champion by that point, probably, or potentially might have I one. I have one. You never know, um, depending on how these games go. Depending on when we record, you could have one. Depending on when we record and how these games go. Um, but uh, until then, from all of us here at the Sports Dance, all, all the all the little people, all you guys out it, there. It was a good Danish spread this week. Good Danish spread. Uh, interesting cream cheeses. Yeah. Which I love. Love the habanero ones and like the spicy ones. Yeah. Always give you a little extra kick. Oh, beautiful. Um, and you guys are the real heroes here. So for all of you and for all of us, uh, see you guys next week. See you next week.